Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the first club update of the Championship Roundtable. Today we'll be discussing the reappointment of Steve McLaren at Derby County with our representative Andy Buckley-Taylor, who you can follow on Twitter at BuckTaylor64. Hello Andy, how are you? Uh, good evening, I'm fine, thanks, how are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Um, I just want to ask you your initial thoughts about the news today. Obviously Steve McLaren was reappointed on a two-year deal. Uh, when you came on previously, you thought that Chris Powell may have kept the job, but it's now uh, come to light that Steve McLaren's coming back. What are your thoughts on that? Hmm, well, uh, I'm uh, a bit cautious on this. Um, I know he. this is, in fact, it's the fourth time he's joined Derby. Um, he was a, a fringe player. He was number two to Jim Smith. And don't get me wrong, he was a very good number two. Uh, then we had his spell as manager, which, you know, initially it was very successful. We got all the way to the playoff final. We were going very well um, under him the following season. And then when the uh, speculation linking him to the Newcastle job came in, we went downhill very, very quickly. Um, he seemed to lose the players overnight. And uh, we, we just basically flunked it. And uh, I'm a little bit uh, worried about... If he lost the players back then, and the majority of that squad is still here, how is he going to win them back? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I guess following Nigel Pearson, it could be a good thing to bring him back in because he's quite pally with the players. He certainly was at Newcastle. I think that was part of his downfall that he couldn't manage the egos and he tried to be their friend rather than their manager and that didn't really go well with the big egos. But uh, it could be a good thing coming in after Nigel Pearson who can be a disruptive influence. So that, that could be a positive for you. Um, where do you think he's, uh, where he stands with the fans at the moment? Because obviously he did try, uh, kind of force his way out and he didn't do a great job at the end of the last season and he managed you. Do you think the fan base are going to welcome him back? Because I've seen a, lot, um, a mixed response on Twitter so far. So what, what do you think on that? Well, I, I've been looking over on Twitter, Facebook, um, the various fan groups and whatever. Uh, a rough estimate, I would say the fans are about 60, 40 in favour of him going back. Uh, most of them are looking back to the good football we played under him. And, and don't get me wrong, you know, when we was playing well under him, it, it's the best football I'd seen at Derby since the Jim Smith era, to be to be quite honest. Uh, there's still one or two that, uh, like myself, you know, uh, whilst uh, going through a good spell and he's linked with another job, if his head's turned again, are we going to go down the same route? You know, um, 
when 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 it's happened once, when something like that has happened once, you're always going to have that little bit of doubt in your mind. And I will, um, I suppose, you know, it's coming in where the, the club couldn't be any lower than what it is at the moment. Um, you know, the, the feeling in the club after the disappointment of uh, Nigel Pearson, um, well, taking too long to get us going, well, he didn't really get us going. Um, I think, you know... Some fans are, are just thinking, well, we've seen this dreadful football under Nigel Pearson and uh, they're just thinking of, of the, the good times that we had under Steve McLaren last time. Uh, probably uh, rose-tinted glasses. I don't know if I'm being a little bit harsh there, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, you touched on the style of football there. Um, at Newcastle, we did try and make us play a little bit more passing and he tried to get the ball moving around, tried to get us a bit more, uh, give us a bit more threat in the final third. And when it was at Derby before, it, they did play some really good football. But then um, on the flip side, you did concede a lot of goals and things. Um, I was looking at your home record this season. I think Derby have um, had scored the least amount of goals at home in the league. I think I'm, that, I think that's, that's correct. Did, I mean, that's probably going to be corrected under Stephen McLaren because he does like to play that free-flowing football. And he's going to move back to the 4-3-3 that you had played before, whereas Nigel Pearson had tried to move away from that somewhat. Do you think that's going to be a positive uh, tactics-wise, bringing Steve back? Well, with with the players we've got at the moment, 4-3-3 is obviously um, the best option to play. Um, and, and Steve McLaren's a 4-3-3 man. And, you, you know, you can't argue it, argue, you know, against it from that side. But what I um, did think last time he was manager, although in the majority of games we were allowed to play as we wanted, uh, the, the good passing games, we um, destroyed some teams. There were... There, there were the odd exception where you get tactical minds like Ian Holloway, who, who was a manager who was good at uh, working with what he'd got. And what he would then do was, and, and other managers of, of similar sort of style, they would put 11 men behind the ball and just stopped the 4-3-3. And what we found is, with Steve McLaren, he did lack a plan B, a good plan B. Uh, and, and, that, and that's where, that was our undoing. You know, um, there's a, there was a few cases where we were dominating a game, but that, uh, that final third of the field, you know, uh, the, the, the opposing team manager had done his homework, just knew, knew how to stop us. And uh, Steve just, he, he didn't seem to have that little bit extra to, you, you know, to introduce when we were coming up against the brick wall. Have your thoughts on him changed since he left? Obviously, he's, he's been at Newcastle. I, I know that all too well. That's why that's why I'm uh, currently in the championship with Newcastle, because he, he did not manage us well. And he's a large reason why we got relegated. Do you think that... 
because he's coming in after that, he's got a point to prove. And do you think that could be a positive? Or do you think that maybe your club maybe shouldn't have touched him because of how poorly he did at Newcastle? I'm very cautious. Um, I don't think the fact that he failed at Newcastle um, is a factor in why I didn't want him as manager. Because when we took him last time, he'd failed at Nottingham Forest and Wolfsburg before that. And uh, he didn't have the success at Twente, which he did in the first spell. Um, it's, it's more to the fact of, you know, the reasons why it went wrong last time towards the end. It's, can I believe that he can turn put that right you know it's all very well some people will say he may have learned by his mistakes but uh will the player will will the players accept it because it, you know there's no two ways about it last time it was once his head was turned and he lost the players how is he going to win them players back is what i want to know you know and i i'm a firm believer in the never go back because uh, quite often, um, when managers do go back, the second time, second time around, never matches the first time around. You know, uh, <laughs> I, I suppose you know it's going to be a case we're going to have to suck it and see. But uh, you know, <laughs> that's the way it goes. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be an interesting one to follow definitely over the next couple of weeks. Do you think a uh, good start is very important for him? Do you think he needs to get a couple of wins early and sort of get Derby off that table? Or it could go bad very, very quickly and Derby could be left in an even worse situation maybe in two or three months' time if he doesn't manage to start quickly and the players remember sort of the same feelings that they had at the end of his past uh, last tenure. Do you think that that could be a problem and he needs that good start? Um, well, his last tenure, um, we started fast. In fact, I think, looking back, his first fixture in charge was against Leeds United, <laughs> So who we've got on Saturday. And um, he, he obviously, he led us to victory against them. Uh, I think Leeds could be a good uh, barometer to measure um, what sort of impact he's going to have. You know, if, if you're looking at it at the start, start of his managership, uh, they're a side that um, on paper are very good. Um, I, I I think it's an ideal sort of test for a first game. You know, um, they're a team that are underperforming, in my opinion. But I think obviously there's some a bit of off-field interference there, which might be influencing it. But it is a fixture that um, if it's going to work. You know, we should be showing signs of it, you know, from straight from the off, you know, uh, that the players are familiar with the system that he that he will play. You know, he's, he's obviously going to play play for free free. Um, so there's no excuses there. There'll be no excuses that he hasn't got the players that he needs, you know, um, the most of the players are there from the last time he was here. And I think that he will need to start fast, you know, to first of all win over the fans that don't want him back and also to keep on board those 
who are willing to give him that second chance. I mean, there's not going to be a better club for him to make that really, really quick start. He's been following the championship. He's been doing punditry in Sky. He knows the Derby players. He knows the facilities. He knows the stadium. He knows the backroom staff and things like, or, you know, the stadium staff and people like that. So it, it is a situation where he can come in and make that immediate impact. And I think that's going to be crucial for him. Uh, something I'd just like to ask you now is about um, young coaches, other young coaches in the game, because I've seen some criticism of Derby. Um, where some media are saying that Derby should have went for a young English manager and somebody that could really like get their teeth into the job and bring new ideas rather than going for Steve McLaren, who's been tried and tried again in other jobs and doesn't look like a real top manager. Do you think that's a fair criticism? And would you rather have seen a, a young British manager come in or do you think that given the job to McLaren, it's sort of like a, a safe pair of hands, you know what you're going to get, you know it's not going to go disastrous, uh, disastrously wrong and you know that he, he, he is able to get results. Well, well, personally, I would have liked to have seen us go down a different route. Um, two names I had in mind were Steve Bruce. He's had four promotions from the championship and he's been able to keep some of those sides in the uh, Premier League. But an, an, another name um, that interested me was Gary Rowett, yeah, a former Derby player and he still lives in Derby. Um Burton Albion, he left in a, a very good state when Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank took over. Um, he took them when he took over Burton when they were struggling. Uh, they just sacked Paul Pesky Solido. Gary Rowett went in, built them back up again. And their promotion from League Two to League One, you can give a lot of that credit down to Gary Rowett. He took over at Birmingham City when they were right near the bottom. He had his best players sold. He had very little money to spend. And he's got them in the top six now. Um, people from other clubs have uh, also said to me, he's a master tactician as well. He studies the opposition. He knows uh, what sort of game he's going to have to play to beat them. And, uh, you know, I, I, I thought, it was a different route that uh, we should be looking at going down. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, and just finally, I'd just like to ask you about Chris Powell because he's always stayed on as the assistant uh, Steve McLaren now. Why do you think he wasn't given the job? Do you think it was purely because he didn't want it or do you think that maybe the club didn't think he was uh, the man to take it? Um, I, th I think there might be a mixture of reasons with Chris Powell. Um, he's very well liked at Derby. Um, he was a very good player for Derby. He initially did a good job at Charlton in taking them up from League One to the Championship. But then, obviously, um, he went through the period which saw them sink down to the basement. He didn't have a good time at Huddersfield. And I also think that even though I initially expected him to be appointed for the rest of the season, um, I would I would have expected it to be a caretaker role of just, you know, steadying the ship and uh, making sure that uh, we're not dragged into a relegation dogfight. And I think most of the fans would have done as well. And uh, perhaps Mel Morris, uh, the owner, wants a little bit more than that because we're at such an early stage in the season. He thinks, you know, there's still plenty of games left. And, uh, you know, it's not outrageous to expect a manager to uh, get, us, get us going again. 
and uh, back up towards the top six. That's that's my thoughts. But uh, he has he has been kept on. Um, uh, I understand he's going to be working alongside Steve McLaren, and although the majority of fans wouldn't have seen him as a long-term appointment, I do think that they'll welcome the fact that he has got a job at the club because, like I say, he, you know he's a, he's a very popular man at Derby. Yeah, I think that's all we've got time for today. Um, thanks for joining us today, and if you just want to tell people where they can reach you, that would be great. Yes, uh, I'm on Twitter. Uh, my uh, username is at booktaylor64, and there's a link on there to my Derby blog, of which uh, I uh, no doubt will be uh, doing a post later on <laughs> in uh, in response to the appointment. Yeah, just thanks everyone for tuning in to this first uh, club update for the Championship Roundtable, and we hope you keep tuning in. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.